Hello, and Alistair McKenzie here. Welcome to another edition of the Predator Podcast, uh, the show where we talk all things data protection for the enterprise. I'm very pleased to be joined today by Rick Norgate, the Managing Director of Predator. Welcome, Rick. Hi, Al. Thanks for having me back. Pleasure. So, Rick, you're on the show today because there's some uh, new features coming out uh, imminently, I believe. Uh, release 11.3, uh, exciting name, uh, due out tomorrow. That's Thursday, the 26th of March. Can you tell us a bit about it, please? Uh, I can. So you're right. It is a very exciting name, 11.3. But in all seriousness, what's actually in that release is really, really exciting. Um, from my point of view, it's probably one of the most exciting releases we've had over the last 12 months uh, for, for one big reason, really. Um, so when you listen to our customer feedback, what they like about our product is the analytics that they can get and the insight that they can get into their data protection estate. But as most of our users will know, we support both Spectrum Protect and Spectrum Protect Plus. And for the first time ever, and I think this might be a world first, we've actually brought those two sets of metrics and insights together into one set of reports. So what that means, Al, is users will be able to look at their entire data protection estate across those two products. On top of that, okay. we've also included um, Veeam for Office 365. So that means if clients have got things on server all the way through to the cloud, and in things like cloud-native workloads such as containers, and they've got data in Office 365, they can see the backup success, restore success, restore failures, all of that insight in one set of reports. Okay. Now, a lot of people have talked about the nirvana of having single pane of glass management for multiple backup products and no different with the IBM Spectrum Protect and Spectrum Protect Plus. What's been the architectural challenge with trying to get uh, critical reports and uh, tele telemetry data out of those two products and combining into one system? What, what's been the development and architectural challenges? Can you talk about that for a bit? I can. So obviously the first thing to know is, you know, where the Predator platform excels is with the integration that we've got into those two products by the APIs. So we've got really deep integration already into those products. But if you think about the kind of workloads that um, Spectrum Protect, Spectrum Protect Plus, and then Veeam for Office 365 Protect, they are very different. You know, uh, Spectrum Protect is really focused on those bare metal servers, you know, hardware boxes in data centers. Spectrum Protect Plus was designed and born really for protecting those more modern workloads, workloads in the cloud, virtual machines, that, that type of workload. And then Office 365, obviously very specialized to protect that Office 365 workload. So the kind of information that you get out the back, it can be quite different. But when you boil it right down, you know, they are essentially doing the same thing. They are protecting workloads. We're taking backups and then we're being able to restore those backups quickly for any reason whatsoever. So when you look at it from that point of view and you actually understand what it is that users are looking for, it then became a much simpler decision to actually bring that together where there is those overlapsing requirements and provide that one set of reports and insights across all three products. Okay. Now, this is the second release under the different development model. Uh, you talked in the last podcast show about an agile DevOps type model. Um, is that panning out like you expected, Rick? Um, it is. It's actually better than expected. So I think as we talked on the last podcast, we were moving from a traditional twice yearly big release to six weekly sprints with a release every six weeks. So there have been some interim releases between uh, the last podcast and this podcast, I'm pleased to say. Um, and what we've actually been working hard on or the guys have been working hard on is building a roadmap um, to actually break up some of those bigger features into smaller deliverables. 
Um, obviously, 11.3, as you say, is a release under the Agile DevOps banner. What I'm really excited about is, and this will be a first for us, that will be followed up by a release in a week's time. So we've essentially gone from two releases a year uh, to a release each week, which that is a huge step forward for any organization that does development. And what that means is we can be much more agile, much more focused on delivering products and services that customers want. Um, for me, that is so exciting. And if we can serve our customer base better, that can only be a good thing. And can you tell the listeners a bit about the rollout plan? When and where will our partners and customers be able to uh, uh, see this new this new capability? So release 11.3 rolls out on the 26th of March. Um, That will be into the UK primarily first, and then that will launch into other territories uh, shortly after that. So obviously the primary territories that we're in today are UK, Germany, and the US. Fantastic. Okay, well, can we talk a little bit about what's coming up next? Um, Let's talk about the roadmap for 2020. Uh, now, I was having a look at this earlier on and, and trying to uh, understand, you know, what are the key themes that you're looking to build? Uh, what Can you tell us a bit about what your overarching goal is, is is around the strategic platform for 2020? What are you trying to achieve, Rick? I think there's a, a couple of things there, Al. So, you know, a, a thing that's close to my heart um, is usability, user experience. So, you know, I've always been a fan of good design. It's been something that long I can remember. I've always been a, a bit of a sucker for products that have nice design. So that that is a big part of what we're looking at, not just the look and feel of that, but the actual user experience. It's partly that drive to better user experience that we've gone down the route of consolidating the three different backup products into one set of views, just to give that nicer, more professional, cleaner experience to the end user. Okay. Um, so there's more work going into that. So you know the roadmap this year has a number of exciting things on. We're going to be pushing that consolidation further. So the release coming out on the 26th is the first drop of that. There will be more consolidation, more insights where we combine across those three products, um, which I'm excited to see in further releases. There's also looking at different platforms as well. So as you know today, our Predator platform, it's a web-based platform, runs on any browser, on any modern internet-enabled device, web responsive, so you can run that on your phone as well. Um, Mm -hmm. We are looking later on this year to launch a dedicated mobile app to give clear insights at a glance through an app without having to go in a browser and log on through your browser. So we are looking at native apps um, that we launch to give people that even more clarity and transparency into their data protection. So that's point number one, user experience, that UI, UX, as you may hear that called. Uh, The second area that we're looking at is more into automation. So, you know, as companies move more towards, as we just talked about ourselves, the agile DevOps, that means companies need to be faster. They need to do things in a much more agile way. The trouble with data protection, if it's run in the traditional manner, is that can actually slow things down. So if you've got developers working with containers, working in that agile way, and workload needs to go live, if data protection and your IT operators can't keep up, they can quickly become a bottleneck, stopping that agility, stopping those businesses becoming competitive. So we're building much more in the way of automation into our product. And that's leveraging one of the most exciting things I think that's happened in our industry in the last probably five years, uh, the Red Hat uh, technology. Obviously, now that's part of IBM. So we're, we're working very closely with Red Hat at the moment, looking at OpenShift, looking at Ansible, building deep integration into those products, then we can leverage the automation that they bring. 
So for example, okay. example imagine how um, a developer wants a new container, wants that spinning up in the environment, and they want that added to a backup schedule. We're building automation to be able to do that in one click within minutes, rather than that being a two or three day task. That type who of- Who do you see- Sorry. Sorry, Rick. Who, who do you see has been the uh, user of that capability? Uh, is it self-service for the actual developer themselves, or do you still see, you know, Predator's original audience was the uh, the backup administrator, stroke storage administrator? Who do you see as the primary user? So the primary the user of that, yeah, it's a good question. The primary user will probably still be the IT operator. It's just giving them new tools to serve their developers in a way they've never been able to before. However. You know, this does bring a, a new kind of a persona, if you like, into play. Now, you know, the Predator platform, as we've said, has always been focused really on your IT operators, looking at your IT teams, quite rightly. But cloud-native workloads, when you start talking about agile DevOps containers, you bring a different audience into play. So the different audience I'm talking about are cloud architects. And that's one of the, the areas that we're looking at now is getting closer to the cloud architects within our current customers within future customers and helping explain to them how Predator can help them realize their vision of moving companies into that more agile cloud native future. So I guess you've got the developers do what they do best. They, you know, create new applications, you know, build the future uh, and the IT operators, I guess, are there to make sure the infrastructure is secure and stable and scalable. Um, at least with the automation we're providing, we can at least give the IT operators, I guess, a, a fighting chance to, to keep pace with the developers and not to be the single point of bottleneck or, or, or to slow things up. Is that, is that your aim? It is. Now, you know, we often joke that you know developers, especially in these modern forward-thinking organizations, are kind of the modern-day rock stars. You know, they're the guys that can help make or break companies with the products that they bring to market. And then your IT guys are generally tucked away in a dusty basement somewhere. You know, we don't think that's right. You know, those guys are rock stars as well. They are superheroes. We just want to give them the tools to actually help them shine because, you know, those guys are the ones that silently plug in away day in, day out, making sure that the data is there for the developers to use and they often get overlooked. You know, our mission is to put those guys in the spotlight, give them a bit of that limelight and show that actually they are rock stars. They are superheroes. And it's a predator platform. You know, we want to use that to help them uh, get that get that elevation. Okay, great. Thanks, Rick. Well, is there anything else that you've been considering um, for you know the way that Predator goes to market? And um, there's been questions uh, around you know are we looking to change business models, uh, particularly in light of, of some of the challenges around remote working that we're experiencing at this present time? Um, what are your thoughts on that, and, and what can we do to try and uh, make life just a little bit easier for that? Uh, uh, data protection superhero IT operator. You're absolutely right, Al. So, you know, we are in, and I, I keep using this word and it's on the news all the time, unprecedented times. You know, it's probably the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's probably one of the most testing times many businesses have been through. Um, what we've been working on for a while now um, is this idea of actually, can we give our platform um, a lower barrier to entry? You know, if you think about what Predator can do, you know, first and foremost, it's got deep analytics, really good insights across those platforms, as we talked about. And then off the back of that, there's a host of other value add items such as, you know, automation, you know, automated disaster recovery, insights, ticketing, a whole bunch of extra things that we can do off the back of that. You know, 
we're passionate about helping IT operators particularly, you know, protect their data. It's what we're in business about. It's what we live for is helping those guys. So one of the things we started to look at a little while back was actually the analytics part of our product. Should we just be giving that to organizations that need that one view across that estate at no charge? We've been working on that for a while, and it's obviously with everything that's gone at the moment, it feels like the ideal time to launch that. You know, you've got people working at home, probably struggling to to keep a tab on all the data protection. You know, when it's not the reason we're taking this to market, it just happens to coincide. But we've actually got a platform we can give to people, let them start looking at their analytics, get control of that from anywhere they like at no cost. So that's one thing that we're working really hard to bring to market very soon. And as I hinted at before, you know, we've got a release within a week of the one that's coming out on the 26th. That release will be the start of that journey, being able to offer out that platform to anybody that wants it. Something that we're really, really proud of. (laughs) Okay, well, um, great. Well, good luck uh, on the release of 11.3, which by the time people hear this uh, may well be in the past, but... uh, Good luck with that, Rick, and, and we'll talk more about this this new um, soon-to-follow release uh, in a week or two's time. We'll, we'll get back, get you back in, and once uh, we're a bit clearer on what that might look like, uh, hopefully share that with the, uh, the listeners. So, Rick, thank you. You're welcome. Um, just a quick podcast today, just to give people uh, a little insight into this latest release, and... Um, If you've got any questions, as always, please go to predator.com or email us at info at predator.com. But for now, thank you to our guest, Rick Norgate, and we look forward to speaking to you soon.